Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Tonight I promise you an informative show dedicated to Miss Nina Simone. Nina Simone was a civil rights activist, a protest singer, a concerto pianist. Yes, she was. So that's tonight. It's going to be good. We're going to talk about her and why she matters in every decade, especially now. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast in a second. Good evening and welcome. On February 21st, 1933, in Tyron, North Carolina, Eunice Kathleen Wayman was born. She was the sixth of eight children born to a poor family. She was inspired by a concert pianist. With the help of a few supporters in her hometown, she enrolled in Juilliard School of Music in New York City. She then applied by for a scholarship to study at the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, where she was denied admission despite a well-received audition, which she attributed to racial discrimination. In 2003, just days before her death, the Institute awarded her an honorary degree. I'm talking about Nina Simone. Nina Simone took her name her stage name from the uh, French actress Simone hold on let me see, make sure I say it right Signore Signore Simone Signore an Academy Award winner she took that name so that her family wouldn't know that she was uh, performing in nightclubs and thus she christened herself Nina Simone Nina Simone Mm. So much I could say, and I want to say it in an important way. And um, when I think of her, I think of the civil rights movement, and I think of the song Mississippi Goddamn. It was her first civil rights song. Came to her in a rush of fury, hatred, and discrimination. The song challenged the belief that race relations could change gradually and called for more immediate developments. Me and my people are just about due. It was a key moment in her political radicalization, said Nina Simone. Simone performed and spoke at civil rights meetings, such as the Selma Montgomery marches. Like Malcolm X, her neighbor in Mount Vernon, New York, she supported black nationalism and advocated violent revolution rather than Martin Luther King Jr.'s nonviolent approach. The sad thing is, Nina Simone had a lot of anger, which is understandably so. She later also had um, mental illness, and her daughter attributes this to the many phases in her life. The different personas that were on stage, because she was Nina Simone 24-7, and that became a problem at some point. I saw an interview she gave where she talked about these people came to Switzerland, and they wouldn't give her her money. 
her, her master recordings. So she went out and bought a gun. She was going to kill him. That's what she said. And you can feel it in her songs. The hurt, the pain, the anger. Wild is the wind. Mississippi, goddamn. Um, Don't let me be misunderstood. Which is such a powerful song. The way she sings it. Feeling good. I lack wine. Wild is the wind. One of my favorites. And of course, I don't speak French, but I wish I did. I want to learn to say this. Nemi kipa. Nemi kipa. Yes. She was sampled by so many hip hop artists. And her style was gospel, blues, jazz, folk. It was everything. And she had temper outbursts. In 1985, she fired a gun at a record company executive who she accused of stealing royalties. I believe it. Simone said, I tried to kill him but missed. Simone was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the late 80s. Mm. I won't go any further. Because we're talking about a woman who lives so many different skins. Her music, there's a beautiful documentary by Liz Garbus, What Happened, Miss Simone. And those songs, though, I mean, that voice, that voice, she had a very distinct voice. In 2018, Nina Simone was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame posthumously. But more so, we, we need to talk about these songs. She Forbidden Fruit, which is an album, also the title song, Forbidden Fruit. Work Song, which is such a great song. Gin House Blues. Sinner Man. I mean, she had... She had so much. She had so much. And her last album was in 1993, A Single Woman. Nina Simone... Her legacy lives in her daughter, who uh, talks about her, talks about the uh, documentary, talks about her mother's health, you know, and um, yeah. So when she was inducted, her brother inducted her as Eunice Kathleen Wayman. And why she chose the name Simone. Nina Simone. She was graceful. She was important. And those songs... I mean, you know, when we think of protest songs, we think of, okay, Bob Dylan, Sister Rosetta Thorpe, you know, um, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Joan Baez. And... We can put Nina Simone in the same 
context right there. We can, most definitely. When you put out a song called Mississippi Goddamn, and Dick Gregory talks about how, you know, we all wanted to say that. They all wanted to say that. They couldn't. She said it. She said it at such an important moment, an important time. And for me, when I'm thinking of what's going on, I can hear Wild as the Wind. And I can't play those songs on here because I don't want to get in trouble with the copyright. But you know I would. You know I would. And her voice, there's something about her voice. I was at a coffee shop one time with some friends. And I just heard her voice and it stopped me. And I said, listen, they're playing Nina Simone. It's like when I go antiquing and I hear Billie Holiday. Same thing. You know, Billie Holiday had that song, Strange Fruit. People didn't want her to sing that. And she sang it. And, you know, that's I think the same could be said for Mississippi Goddamn. People didn't want Nina Simone to sing it. She sang it. Billie Holiday wrote... Or no, she didn't write. Oh, I thought she did. Abel Mir- Mirafol wrote Strange Fruit, which is so graphic. And there's a reason why it's graphic. It's because it's telling the truth of what's happening. And I encourage you to listen to Strange Fruit and to listen to Mississippi Goddamn. Listen to Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, I Loves You Porgy, Little Girl Blue, which also Janis Joplin did. Nina Simone, you know, I mean, you you think about everything that colored her existence. The fact that she did not get into that prestigious conservatory because she was black. I think that hurt her for the rest of her life. She continued on, but you got to understand that a musician... When when that happens, you know, and music speaks so many volumes. It is beyond color. It is beyond gender. It's everything. And when I read her story and I learn of her story, you can feel the hurt. Um... And I'm reading about her And there's a lot of hurt in her story A lot Nina Simone wrote Mississippi Goddamn We're going to talk about that I'm going to read this for you Mississippi Goddamn Is a song written and performed by American singer and pianist Nina Simone, who later announced the anthem to be her first civil rights song. It was released on her album Nina Simone in Concert in 1964. The album was based on recordings of three concerts she gave at Carnegie Hall in 1964. The album was her first release for the Dutch label Philips Records and is indicative of the most political turn her recorded music took during this period. Simone composed Mississippi Goddamn in less than an hour, together with four women, 
and to be young, gifted, and black. It is one of her most famous protest songs and self-written compositions. In 2019, Mississippi Goddamn was selected by the Library of Congress for a presentation preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. The song captures Simone's response to the murder of Medgar Evers in Mississippi and the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama, killing four black children. On the recordings, she cynically announces the song is a slow tune, but the show hasn't been written for it yet. The song begins jauntily with a slow tune feel, but demonstrates its political focus on early on with its refrain, Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody's knows about Mississippi, goddamn. In the song, she says, keep on saying, go slow. To do things gradually would bring more tragedy. Why don't you see it? Why don't you feel it? I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to live next to me. Just give me my equality. Simone performed the song at the Greenwich or at the Village Gate nightclub in Greenwich Village and shortly at, thereafter in March of 1964 at Carnegie Hall in front of mostly white audience. The Carnegie Hall recording was subsequently released as a single and became an anthem during the civil rights movement. Mississippi Goddamn was banned in several southern states because of the word damn or goddamn in the title. Boxes of promotional singles sent to the radio stations around the country were returned with each record cracked in half. Simone performed the song in front of 10,000 people at the end of the Salma Montgomery marches when she and other black activists, including Sammy Davis Jr., James Baldwin, and Harry Belafonte, crossed police lines. So I talk about the significance and the importance of Mississippi Goddamn and of Nina Simone and that she found she found opportunity in her music she knew what she was doing the importance she also realized you know there weren't a lot of black women and women singing those songs and her her voice was so distinct it was so it was so emotional that she can feel it. I have heard probably every version of Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. I think hers is the best. And feeling good. I mean, where she says birds flying high, you know how I feel. And you, and you feel it. And during these times, I encourage all of you to listen to her songs, to put them on, to put I put a spell on you on, to put the activism, act, uh, the activism anthem to be young, gifted, and black, written by Nina Simone. Young, gifted, and black was written in memory of Simone's late friend, Lorraine Hansberry, author of the play A Raisin in the Sun who died in 1965 at the age of 34. I mean, you, you, Simone sang it to a group of children 
on Sesame Street in 1972. It's been sampled by hip-hop artists. What an artist. What a, what a, what a, we're going to talk about Four Women. Four Women is a song written by jazz singer and composer Nina Simone. It was from her 1966 album, Wild is the Wind. And it tells the story of four different African-American women. Each of the four characters represents an African-American stereotype in society. Interesting. Wild is the Wind. It's such a haunting album. The title song. Hmm. The song has been recorded many times by many performers. The best-known versions are the one by Nina Simone and by David Bowie. Now that's pretty trippy right there. As a listener, when I listen to Nina Simone, I hear it. I hear her rage. I hear her love. I hear her sorrow. I hear her speaking to the people. And for her to reach you, I put on her records and she will reach you. Right now I can hear, don't let me be misunderstood, stuck in my head. So that means it's time to say goodnight, unpleasant dreams. In memory of the great Nina Simone, I hope you find peace wherever you are. And to those of you out there, I hope the revolution begins with understanding because peace, there needs to be action before there is peace. You need to put action to your words. You need to sit down and put the action in there.